Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner and my friend today we're going to continue in the brand new series called The Point of No Return. And we're going to be beginning today in Joshua chapter one, verse one that says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses minister saying, Moses, my servant is dead. This was a moment when there was no turning back. I've told you in previous programs that when I was a boy, I wanted to learn how to dive. I kept going up the ladder to the end of the diving board, looking down, thinking about it, turning back, going back, going down, coming up, going out, coming back, going down. But finally the day came when I said, this is the moment. This is the point of no return. There's no turning back. I'm going to take the big leap. Well, guess what? Joshua had been preparing to be the next leader of Israel for a long, long time. And when Moses died, that was the point of no return because the spotlight shifted and fell on Joshua. And now whether he felt prepared or not, it was his moment. He had to step up to the plate. He had to take the dive and jump into what God had for his life. And eventually that moment comes to every single one of us. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I want you to order the entire series, which is called The Point of No Return, tackling your next new assignment with courage and common sense. You have to have both courage mixed with common sense. And of course, it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you my book by the same title, which is called The Point of No Return. The back of the book says, Adventure Beyond Anything You've Ever Imagined Awaits You. I really believe that. And I want you to embrace the adventure. But hey, when we come to the end of the program today, my announcer is going to tell you how you can get all of these products. But I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust. A message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. I just cannot begin to tell you how glad I am that you're with us. And hey, we're praying for you. And remember to pray for us too. We're prayer partners together. But reach for your Bible. And today we're going to go to Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to begin again in verse 1, which says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. My friends, those verses are simply jam-packed with amazing truths. And today, I'm going to be teaching you directly from my book, The Point, of no return. So stay with me because I'm going to read a little bit and comment a little bit because there is a lot in these verses. Listen to this. Every man or woman who has ever seriously served the Lord throughout human history has experienced moments in their lives when they faced a point of no return. My friends, I have faced the point of no return so many times in my life. Just before this program, I was thinking about when I signed my name to the contract to purchase the big building in Moscow. It was $5.3 million and I didn't have any money to apply toward it, but I knew it was the will of God. But when I put my name on that contract, we were taking the big dive. 
I was passing the point of no return. And the moment I signed that contract, it required my spiritual life to step up to a new level. And I had to move in a higher realm of faith. It was the point of no return. And everyone eventually comes to that time. Whether it's marrying somebody, hey, that's a big step. I can remember the day of our wedding. I was sweating before I walked up onto the stage to take Denise to be my bride, thinking of what this meant. That was really the point of no return. I remember when Paul was born, our first son. I held him in my arms and I thought, wow, life has just changed. That was the point of no return. I can remember when Denise and I started our traveling ministry and we announced what we were going to do, not knowing how we were going to do it, not knowing if anybody would even have us in their churches to preach and to teach. But yet I knew this was the assignment. And when I made the announcement, it was the point of no return. There was no turning back. And this moment has come to me many times in life. And it comes to all of us, including every great leader. I know a lot of great leaders who signed their name that they're going to do something, declared they're going to do something, not knowing how they were going to do it. But once they made their declaration of faith, there was no turning back. It comes to all of us. And I call it the point of no return. Examples of these landmark moments abound in Scripture. But one of the most powerful and detailed examples the Holy Spirit has given to us is found in the Old Testament example of Joshua. Oh, I love the story of Joshua. Joshua served in the shadow of Moses for decades, just waiting for the time when he would become the leader of God's people. In fact, if you look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says that he was Moses' minister. Some translate this, he was Moses' disciple. Some translate it, he was Moses' uh, teach a student. Some translated that he was Moses' slave. And in a certain way, he was all of those things. He was always in the shadow of Moses, watching Moses, helping Moses. He was Moses' assistant. And my friend, Moses was quite a character. And you're going to find out Moses would have been a very hard man to serve. But yet Joshua served in the shadow of Moses for 40 years, 40 years. And it's typical with all associates that they always think, if I could just be the pastor, if I could just be the leader, I would do it like this. If I was in charge, I wouldn't have done what he just did. I would do it like this. The easiest thing in the world is to say what you would do if you were the leader when you're not the leader. But that's the temptation of every person that's in a subservient position. I've been in that position. I know all about it. And for 40 years, he had served in the shadow of Moses. He had seen Moses' glorious moments. He had seen Moses' bad moments. He had seen every moment with Moses. And he had waited and waited and waited for his moment to come. And now his moment has finally come. He served in the shadow of Moses for decades, just waiting for the time when he would be the leader of God's people. Joshua supported Moses through the struggle with Pharaoh in Egypt. He followed Moses across the Red Sea. He traversed the desert with Moses for 40 years in the wilderness, and he stood beside Moses on countless occasions when trouble arose among the people of Israel. And finally, 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 after years and years of hard work and faithful service, Joshua's moment arrived. And now, 
all he could do was say, here I am, Lord, use me. But the book of Joshua begins with Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, which says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, minister. But notice how verse 1 begins. It begins with, now after the death of Moses. Well, let me teach you something about Old Testament books. The real name of Old Testament books is found in the opening statement of every book. We call this the book of Joshua, but that is an abbreviation that was supplied much, much later. The real name of this book is now after the death of Moses. The people of Israel were in a crisis when you come to the beginning of the book of Joshua. Moses has died. It is a tragedy beyond our imagination. The children of Israel were facing a great crisis. Their venerated and respected leader was dead, and they didn't know how they would go any further without him. And to make matters worse, listen to this. God had taken the body of Moses and hid it somewhere in the desert so the Israelites couldn't find it. God hid the body of Moses. In fact, let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 34, and let me read this verse to you. And when you come to Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 5, it says, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. Then this remarkable thing takes place. And God buried him in a valley in the land of Moab over against Beth Peor, but no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. Let's claim that for us, that our eyes will not be dim, that our natural force will not be abated. Say amen in Jesus' name. But listen to this. Here is how great the tragedy was. Verse 8 says, And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab, 30 days, 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Imagine, they felt they lost their contact with God. Moses was more than a leader. It was Moses who knew God face to face. If God wanted to say something to the children of Israel, he said it to Moses and Moses delivered the words of God to Israel. If Israel wanted to say something to God, they said it to Moses and Moses represented them before God. It was Moses who received the Ten Commandments. And when Moses was gone, not only did they lose a venerated leader, they felt they had lost their contact with God because Moses was their contact. Wow. And one day as I was studying this, I was thinking, why did God take the body of Moses and hide it? And I came to understand, because if the children of Israel had known where Bo Moses' body was buried, they would have built a big tomb around it. They would have venerated it. They probably would have built the city of Moses all around it and camped there and never gone any further because Moses represented a glorious era. And actually, that's what happens with many moves of God. People get stuck in a move of God. They talk about what used to be. They talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. They even legendize it. They just get stuck in a move of God when actually the cloud has moved on, but they have camped out 
at a dead memory. And God did not want his people to camp around a dead memory. And as glorious as Moses' era had been, it was finished. Moses, my servant, was dead. Listen, God had worked great signs and wonders in the wilderness through Moses. It's amazing. He fed millions of people with manna from heaven, and he supernaturally provided water from a rock when the land was dry. Yet in spite of those miracles, the desert was only supposed to be a temporary dwelling place. God wanted to give the Israelites something far better. And because God didn't want his people to stop moving forward, he hid the body of Moses so they couldn't find it and build a memorial around it. It was right for the children of Israel to remember the miracles that God wrought in the wilderness and to hold the memory of Moses dear in their hearts. But God didn't want them to stop and miss what he had planned for them in the future. Think how many churches you know that have camped around an old memory, but now it's a dead memory. And in fact, other churches have moved on. They've experienced new waves of the Spirit of God, and they're still living in an old memory. They're camped around a dead memory. Maybe you've done that in your life. Well, it's time for you to leave it alone and move on. God has great things for you. It must have been psychologically devastating to the children of Israel who loved and followed Moses to be unable to see his body put to rest. It is just a psychological fact. The part of the grieving process is seeing a dead body in a coffin and saying goodbye. But because God took the body of Moses and hid it, they couldn't even go through that part of the process. They couldn't tell Moses goodbye. They couldn't see his body and say thank you for what he had done. They missed that entire part of the process. The people of Israel didn't have this opportunity when Moses died. Not only had they lost their beloved leader, but since they didn't know where his dead body was located, they also lost the opportunity to say goodbye to him. And it must have felt like a double loss. And the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 8, and the children of Israel, here it is again, wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Everyone knew that Moses was a prophet like no other prophet. In fact, Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 10 says, There arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. There was never anyone like Moses before him. And according to this verse, there's never been anybody like Moses after him until Jesus God knew Moses face to face. And not only that, Moses was so anointed. He had the divine authority to command the waters of the Nile to turn into blood and the sand to turn into lice. He brought swarming locusts to eat the crops of Israel and he called down fire and hail from the heavens. And with the Egyptian armies at his back, he commanded the Red Sea to part and God separated the sea into towering walls of churning water. Moses was God's chosen servant to receive the laws and convert them to his people and the entire history of humanity. He was the only man, the only man to ever catch a glimpse of actual parts of the body of God himself. That is recorded in Exodus 33, verse 3. He was in a category all by himself. 
self. He represented the presence of God. He represented the voice of God. And as I said, Moses had been Israel's only contact with God for more than 30 years. If they needed to say something to God, they sent Moses to say it. If God needed to say something to Israel, he sent Moses to say it. And when Moses died, the people were feeling hopeless and desperate. And you can be absolutely sure that as they were laying in the plains of Moab, weeping for 30 days, they said, what will we do without Moses? Imagine the tragedy they felt. How will we hear from God without Moses? Who will intercede with God on our behalf? Where will we find food and water if we need it? And who will deliver us from our enemies? A huge spiritual vacuum had been created in the wake of Moses' death. And that is why Joshua 1 verse 1 says, now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua. Joshua was God's next appointed leader for Israel. And this was his point of no return. And I'm sure he felt, oh, am I really ready for this task? If there was ever a time for feeling inadequate and incapable, it was when Joshua faced the Hebrew nation for the first time as their new leader. And guess what? When he stood and looked out into the eyes of three million Jews and six million eyeballs were looking back at him, he was asking, am I really ready for this? And guess what they were asking? Can he do it? Well, he sure isn't Moses. Of course, he's Joshua. He's been faithful. But can he part the Red Sea? Can he? Could he call down plagues from heaven? Can he call water out of a rock? He's not Moses. Is he really up to the task? Joshua was asking the very same question. He must have said, am I fit for the task? Can I really do this? And my friends, what I want you to understand is when you come to the point of no return, which is the no turning back moment, it's normal for you to ask those kinds of questions. And the truth is, Moses would have been a really hard act to follow. I, you talk about stepping into a great leader's shoes, it would have been very difficult for anybody to step into Moses' shoes. And if you've ever come to this place, you'll know that there comes a moment in your own life when you can't turn back, you can't slow down. You can't pass the buck to somebody else because the moment for your day has arrived. And that is what has happened to Joshua. He had been training for this. He'd been preparing for this for years and years and years. And now he feels that earthquake in the pit of his stomach because Moses is dead. And now it's time for him to step onto the stage. His day has finally arrived. And I guarantee you the reality of that was hitting him hard and fast. And life as he had known it to that moment was gone forever. I have felt that moment so many times. If you've ever launched out into a new business, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever said you're going to go into the ministry, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever said what you're going to do with your family, you know what I'm talking about. It is a faith declaration from which there is no turning back. And sometimes we feel inadequate 
for the task. So I want to read to you a wonderful verse to encourage you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 gloriously says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And in moments when I'm passing the point of no return and there's no turning back, I always quote that verse to me again and again and again. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the verse could be expanded like this. This is pretty accurate. I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with a brand new continuous stream of fresh power each new day. God will give you the grace you need to do what he's called you to do. And my friends, if you're going to pass the point of no return victoriously, then you have to lay hold of the power that is described in Philippians 4, verse 13. Let me give you the expanded version again. I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with a brand new continuous stream of fresh power each new day. And if God has called you to pass the point of no return and there's no turning back, the only way you can move forward is by grabbing hold of that fresh stream of continuous power that Christ provides for you and it's yours right now. And that's the power you need to move forward. Hey, I'll be back in just a moment. But right now, our announcer is going to tell you about our resources and many other resources. And then I'll be back to pray for you. Many people know what they're supposed to do. But at times, the path to get there is like crossing the raging waters of the Jordan River at flood stage. They just don't know how to get from where they are to where they need to be. In this series, The Point of No Return, Rick takes us into the life of Joshua to learn how he stepped across the Jordan into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And God has a fabulous future waiting for you too. But to get there, you must make a decision to pass the point of no return. In this insightful 10-part series, you'll learn God is waiting for you to take the big leap into your promised land. God doesn't choose people by accident. What to do if your assignment seems impossible? How to understand your boundaries and perimeters? The five primary reasons people fail. This faith-filled series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. We're also offering the accompanying book, The Point of No Return, for $15. In his classic and updated message, Rick presents a clear, no-nonsense approach to help you prepare for and carry out each new assignment God gives you in pursuit of His purpose for your life. Don't miss these exciting offers, the series The Point of No Return and the companion book The Point of No Return. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Christmas is a timeless tradition. But do you really know the true story of that first holy night? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Like, was Joseph really a carpenter? Who were the shepherds keeping watch? How far did the wise men travel and how many actually came? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, The Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others. 
When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark large format book, you will create a family tradition that will last for generations. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story allows readers to reflect on why Jesus came to earth that holy night and ultimately the reason for his birth. Great as a gift or to enhance your own traditions, order this beautiful book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. This has been such a wonderful program today, and we're covering so much material. And when we come back tomorrow, we're going to find out why Joshua was qualified to become the new leader. There are certain things that qualify you to pass the point of no return. Don't miss tomorrow's program. You're going to get brand new insights from the book of Joshua. But we're offering the brand new series, which is called The Point of No Return. It is 10 parts. And the subtitle says, Tackling Your Next New Assignment with Courage and Common Sense. You will just devour this. And by the way, if you know anybody that's passing the point of no return in their life and they feel there's no turning back, you ought to give this as a gift to them because it will really help them. And it comes with a study guide. So you can read all the points, the principles, everything in the series is in the study guide. We want you to see it while you're hearing it or while you're seeing it so you really get this teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you my book, which is called The Point of No Return. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who financially supports us regularly, 
And I want to say thank you if you're already a partner. Because of you, the teaching of the Bible is going around the globe. And when you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to our partners. The subtitle says How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. And we're going to send you Denise's book, which is called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family, and it really is a family. But let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that if that moment comes when there's no turning back, you have a continuous stream of power available to strengthen us to do it, and we take hold of it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.